Hello, friends. This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchell Stein, Kyle and Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen. Partner with God and practice. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Today, we are going to talk about our trials and what the purpose is of trials. I want you to stop and think for a minute about the trials you're having. We, we all are probably having various ones at any certain time, and some months, days, Years are more difficult than others, but I want you to name, just take a minute and think about three trials or difficulties that you're dealing with right now. Okay, maybe even write those down um, because we're going to just talk about what is God's purpose in our trials. Um, you know, goodness, as I've thought of different trials that I've gone through, some of them are really big and others are more inconveniences or just something difficult that we kind of have to push through. This summer has been a little challenging for me in that I have had um, three different surgeries and none of them major. I needed my cataracts removed and, and I was having trouble seeing. Um, so, I did a lens replacement and then I was going to have just a a cyst removed from my finger which was supposed to be a pretty easy thing even though I did have to be put under but it turned into being quite uh, more extensive I had more damage in my finger than I thought and so they ended up having to put a pin in it and that has really been difficult to do the things I like to do, like working out and writing. I mean, when you are a writer and you're on your computer most of the day and you have a rod in your finger or a pen in your finger and you can't really bend it, it just makes doing ordinary things that would be a little bit easier, a little more challenging. I began to just think about what, as I thought of different trials I've been through, what was God's purpose in each one of them? And, you know, as I was meditating and just thinking about that and asking the Lord about trials, and I was thinking about, too, some of my friends and the difficulties that they're going through and just some people that have emailed and written to me and uh, asked for prayer, just some of the different difficulties people were going through. And... As I was thinking about these, I felt like God just showed me several different things, three major things that our trials are about. As I've 
began just looking at scripture and different characters in the Bible and people in the Bible and and just the adversity and and things that they had to overcome. Um, it was interesting. You know, you may be facing marriage difficulties or maybe you've got trouble with your kids or you're worried about one of your kids or you've lost one of your kids. I talked with one woman this week and she had lost a son to suicide. Perhaps you're having financial difficulties. Our trials can come in a variety of ways, but what is their purpose? And I went to the book of James, and I want to read this to you in the Passion Translation. It says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection or maturity into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Wow. That is a power-packed scripture when you look at that. And I was just thinking of, of you know, what that meant. You know, in, in the King James Version and in the NIV, it says, Count as all joy when you face trials and tribulations. And that's sometimes challenging to count it all joy. But what, what God is saying to us here is it's in these times of trials and difficulties that there are invaluable opportunities. And I really believe God's saying, don't waste them. Don't waste them. Don't waste them because in these trials, your faith is tested and there's a greater dependency on God. And that stirs up an endurance in you because some things are resolved quickly. Other trials and things I've had went on for years. And it's in those times that we develop endurance. It's when we go for the long haul um, that the endurance is built because we have to learn to pace, pace ourselves. Years ago, I used to run. And when I was going a longer distance, I couldn't go as fast as I would if I was just doing a two-mile run. I had to learn to pace myself. And that's just being mature so I didn't burn out. It's in trials and in tribulations that we see here from the scripture that one of the big purposes is that we grow stronger, but that we mature, that we don't stay the same. You know, if your 15-year-old is acting like a two-year-old, they haven't matured very much. And God looks at us very much the same way, I feel like. He wants us to mature. He wants us to have more mature responses to represent him well to grow in our faith and dependency on him and so why would a good god say and tell us that when you're facing nothing but difficulties see them as invaluable opportunities well i believe one of the major things is because it's in in my life what i have seen is that it's in that partnership with God. And, you know, a partnership is two working together. 
It's two working together. And as they work together, that can either be a good thing or a not so good thing if you're not working with God in your trials and in your difficulties. So, because I think what God's doing here is it's all about relationship. Um, but three things that I felt like that God showed me about the purpose in our trials is number one, to prepare us for our future. And number two, to develop faith. And number three, our character development. And so let's talk a little bit more about, about all of these. Let's look at the life of Joseph. In the book of Genesis, we, we are introduced to Joseph. And, you know, he is really a pretty good kid. He was his father's favorite. He had all these other brothers to compete with, but he had a special place in his dad's heart. And... As Joseph's life unfolds, even though he was the favorite, he really went through some adversity. And so why would this, this kid that was his dad's favorite go through all this adversity? And really when I looked at scripture and what all it had to say, it was to develop Joseph's, Joseph as a man for his future. See, God saw him years down the road and knew that he was going to need a ruler, a godly man to rule in a time of famine so that more people could survive. And so when we think about the life of Joseph, if just the short version of the story goes out with his brothers and the brothers get jealous of him. And so all his big brothers decide to throw him in this pit and leave him. And as the story unfolds, you know, they made their dad believe that he had died and they, you know, even stole his favorite coat and put blood on it and took that to the father, which is horrible, really a horrible thing if you think about it. Um, and then Joseph gets out of that situation and then he's accused, falsely accused. He's falsely accused when he's in the king's palace of having an affair with the king's wife and he's thrown into prison but it was in the time that joseph was in that pit and in the time that joseph was in that prison that he learned to hear the voice of god that he learned to know the heart of god and in that adversity god was preparing him because he knew he needed a strong strong king that would rule wisely and so some of our trials and tribulations, I feel like, are to prepare us for our future. You know, when I thought about my own life, uh, every job that I have had, every job that I've had to make money, and even other jobs that I've done, volunteer jobs, the adversity I've experienced in those jobs and the things I've learned in those jobs have all prepared me for the very next thing God was going to do. And I've just seen his hand over and over. And there were some things in my in my occupation and in jobs that just didn't quite seem to make sense. Um, I started out young. I opened my 
own business when I was 21. And I started a gymnastics school and it was successful and it served our family well until I had my third child and I really wanted to spend more time with my kids and my, my other two children were older and the time that I needed to work was the time my own children needed me the most and so we made a decision to sell that business. And I stayed home for a while and then when my youngest went to school I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I know kids, so I will go into the school system. And in some ways it seemed like a demotion because I was a permanent substitute teacher. But you know what I learned in that season, and I did it seven years, I actually fell in love with the job and was a permanent substitute and just would go wherever they tell me to go um, every day. But I really developed a heart for just those that don't know Jesus. I felt I developed a heart. As a girl that had really grown up in the church and done things in the church, I developed a heart for the lost. And I look back on that, and those are precious times. And then the next job I got was for a year, and I was over the Tybee Child Development Center, and that prepared me the social work that I had to do to meet the needs of the teen parents I worked with and the children I worked with really prepared me for my next job, which was being the executive director of the Christian Women's Job Corps of Kirk County. And then from there, I went on to work for a global nonprofit and learned just a higher degree of professionalism there. And so every job that I have had has prepared me even for my future. And the things I learned in working for that global nonprofit have really been a real stepping stone for even the things that I'm doing now and the organization that I had to, to do in more of a, a large scale, a large scale um, business opportunity. And so everything that I've done and the challenges that I faced in each one of those jobs prepared me for the future. And I don't know what my future holds, but God does. And so I have learned to trust him in the adversity and the difficulties that I have personally faced in, in my own life. And so I want you to just think about what God might be trying to show you in the adversity that you're facing right now. And it, maybe it's, you know, a physical illness and that's tough. That's tough, but there's so many things in just the hardships that we have, whether it's uh, financially or physically or, you know, an emotional upset, a death of a loved one or somebody. Those things can all prepare us when we partner with God. And when I say partner, what I, it's kind of a fancy word, but it's just looking to God and saying, okay, Lord, how... How are you going to help me in this? How can I grow through this? And Lord, I want to work with you, not against you. I've talked to different people and adversity hits and they get mad at God and they blame God. <laughs> really, folks, when you look at the Bible and you look at all the different people in the Bible, they all encountered difficult things. Paul, who wrote so much 
of the New Testament, God really used him mightily. And the guy was in prison, and he had quite a sordid past, if you look into that. God uses every bit of it, every bit of it. And so I look to him in whatever it is that you're, if you're facing right now. Let's look at the second thing, developing a life of faith. I immediately thought of Abraham in his life. Abraham was promised, it says in Genesis 17, 5, God tells Abraham, no longer will you called Abram, you will be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of many nations. And so here was a man that had not had any children, and he was getting old. I mean, he was 99. And God, you know, is telling him, you're going to be the father of many nations. And it goes on to say, um, you know, that Abraham and Sarah, that was his wife, were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. And so she laughed to herself as she thought, Am I, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I not have this pleasure of being a mother? I mean, it was all the odds were stacked against them. But Abraham walked by faith, and he developed a life of faith. Now, he made mistakes. You know, he tried to help God out, and, and you know, the story was he, he went and, and was with his, his wife's maid, and that created Ishmael, and that wasn't really what God had in mind when he said, you're going to be the father of many nations. God took that couple that the odds were stacked against them, and when Isaac was born to them, Abraham was a hundred, and Sarah was in her nineties, and they had this child. They they had Isaac, and he was so precious. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sixty one right now, and I can't imagine having a baby at my age, much less. 30 years down the road from, from where I am now. But they, and they had this child, and then God told Abraham there was another trial, and God told him to go sacrifice Isaac. And here was the child they had waited for all this time, and God says, I want you to sacrifice him. And as the story goes, Abraham took his son and laid him on the altar. He laid down his dream. He literally laid his dream physically down. This child was his dream. And right in the nick of time, another sacrifice was provided and Isaac's life was spared. And so, but I just think of the faith that was developed in Sarah and Abraham. And so sometimes our trials are about our faith, our faith and dependency on God. You know, just the adversity and difficulty I went through and losing my late husband to cancer. As hard as that was, as much as that time was so painful for me, watching him slowly slip away, and then he was gone, and then I was widowed, and I was picking up the pieces of my life and trying to figure out life as a widow. But I'll tell you what was worked in me. I have a dependency on God that I wouldn't trade. And that was a hard, hard time, hard time for me. But I have a dependency now that 
I depend on God in a way that I never did. I never did the first 49 years of my life. And so all of these things can work things, can work things in us. And what are we going to do when the odds are stacked against us? What are we going to do? You know, I was recently asked to do a memorial service for one of my former clients. And I had never conducted a funeral or a memorial service, but this family was in crisis and um, they needed help. And I had said, let me know what I can do. And they said, well, will you lead the service? Because I knew their mom. I knew their mom well. And, you know, I only had uh, 36 hours to get this whole thing put together, but there was a dependency on God. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how I was going to get the music, the sound system, all the little details, much less put something together that would bless a family that was really, really hurting. But I knew the heart of God was to bless and touch the brokenhearted. I knew that and I knew God. And so I just said yes. And I had to literally trust him because I was out of town. I had to get back into town. And there was so much, but, you know, there's a dependency and our faith can grow in that. And I'm happy to say that the family was pleased and I really felt like God touched some broken hearts and began healing a family that has been devastated. And so sometimes when we find ourselves in these situations, it's about our dependency. And I was just taking Jesus' hand and saying, "Show, Lord, I'm here walk with me through this situation. So whatever it is you're dealing with, I just want to encourage you in that to just say, yes, Lord, here I am. And I want to partner with you. I want to partner with you. And when we partner, things work so much better. Um, you know, I'm married now. My husband and I have been married for eight and a half years. And our marriage works so much better when we work together versus working against each other. It's it's more harmonious. And sometimes, you know, marriage is about giving 100% when you feel like your, your spouse isn't. But it's a partnership. And God wants that same partnership with us in our everyday life. And so going to the third thing that I feel like God works in the adversity and difficulties and trials that we face is he works in our character development. And character is so important because our character is who we are when no one's looking. Um, You know, one of the character traits that I felt like I had an opportunity to practice just today, um, I had this pen and, and put in my finger and I've had it for six weeks and it was time for it to be removed. And so I went to the doctor, doctor's office, and they bring in this huge shot. Folks, I'm just telling you it was huge. And I looked at that, and I've done a lot um, just in the caregiving I've done with my mom and my late husband and my dad. But as I looked at that huge shot, and they left it right there in the, um, on the table there in, in the room I was in, waiting for the doctor 
And I'm telling you, my heart started beating fast when I thought of that being that needle and how big that shot was being inserted into my hand. And they had to cut the, ver the t tip of my finger to pull this rod out. And as I began to think of that, and the doctor was right outside of the office, right outside of the room I was in, and I could hear him telling his nurse, I need a scalpel, and I need this, and I need the, I don't know what they were called, but it was what he was going to pull the pin out with. You can't think of it right now. Anyways, I was listening to all this. My heart began to beat fast, and, you know, I, I began to get anxious. And, but I immediately thought, I have a God-given right to walk in peace. And I had to literally sit there and say to myself, Kathleen, you will walk in peace. And I took a deep breath. And I just reminded myself God was with me in that. Now, that may seem like nothing to you. Maybe the physical difficulty you're facing is a lot bigger. But the character that I've learned... And I learned about peace dealing with some really major crisis with my, with my husband's illness and my mom. And so the character that we develop is so vital and important. You know, it, character, maybe one of your trials is about learning to love the unlovely. Maybe you've got somebody that is being mean, being unkind, taking, trying to take advantage of you. And, you know, maybe that is about learning to love the unlovely. Or my, maybe it's about patience. I went through remodeling my house um, about a year, year, year and a half ago. And I got it just finished. And two months after it was finished, I had a leak in my, my refrigerator. My ice maker um, began to leak and water was all over my kitchen and it ruined my tile and it seeped underneath the brand new carpet that I just put in my living room and ruined that and I had to do a lot of the remodel all over again and I really learned patience in a whole new way as I dealt with that situation you know another situation maybe God's developing the character of gentleness in you gentleness is powerful and so our character is so important to the heart of God maybe it's kindness because when we're kind to others we represent Jesus well and so take a moment and just think about and ask the Lord in the trial or in the adversity that you're dealing with right now what is his purpose and look at one of these three things that I just mentioned Prepare, maybe it's to prepare for your future. Maybe it's to develop a deeper faith. Or maybe it's about your character. And then sometimes I think we go through some trials and things that just aren't easy or are pleasant for us because it's really about other people. And when you have a heart that says, Lord, I want to serve you, sometimes the things we go through is because God wants to use us to help others other people. We're the answer to somebody else's prayer. And so there are so many different reasons. But partner with God. Ask Him, what is this about? What is this about that I'm facing right now? I want to read this um, again out of the uh, James 1 in 2 through 4. 
And I want to read it from the Message Bible. It says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come to you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Others are watching how you handle adversity. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Wow, that is just beautiful. And I'm going to read it again in this passage out of the, the Passion Translation. Again, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Oh, sweet friends, your trial is an invaluable opportunity. It's an invaluable opportunity. And it's an opportunity to show your real colors. And so, I mean, let's paint a beautiful, beautiful rainbow with the adversity, with the opportunity that we have before us right now so that we can mature, so that we can grow up, so that we can represent Jesus well. Let's pray. Lord, you're so good. And thank you, Lord, for encouraging each of us right now with where we find ourselves and whatever it is we're going through. Lord, I just pray that faith would grow abundantly. I just declare that character development will just grow off of the charts. And Father, I just pray for each one each one of us, that whatever it is we're going through, that we would just have eyes to see ourselves down the road and that we would have just that blessed assurance that whatever it is, Lord, you're working in our hearts to prepare us for our future. Lord, it's such a joy to partner with you, to walk with you, to have you with us that we're never alone, we're not forsaken. And so I bless each friend that's listening which is great grace. And let us always see the invaluable opportunities and find joy in the opportunity to walk with you and to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for taking time to listen and let me hear from you. You can go to my website at www kathleenmaxwellramby.com and you can there you can send me a message you can contact me you can contact me for future speaking engagements you can purchase my new book Thriving Through Seasons of Grief so be sure and look that up and don't forget to like or share the podcast with someone that needs it and God richly bless each and every one of you